0: A reading from Isaiah chapter 11. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him the Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the Spirit of counsel and of power, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. The leopard will lie down with the goat, and the calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The infant will play near the hole of the cobra, and the young child put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy. On all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the earth will be full of the knowledge of the. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples; the nations will rally to him, and his place of rest will be glorious. In that day, the Lord will reach out his hand a second time, to reclaim the remnant that is left of his people from Assyria, from Lower Egypt, from Upper Egypt, from Cush, from Elam, from Babylonia, from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Every once in a while, there's these little fun connections to the name of a church that a preacher just can't pass up. I don't think a year passed when we celebrated Easter in Wyoming where I didn't sneak in some reference to the Living Shepherd, which was the name of the church, Living Shepherd. Tonight we have a a similar opportunity. Mount Olive is the name of the church, of course, and. It's a name that we get from that famous place outside of Jerusalem where Jesus and his disciples would often go. Perhaps most famously that night after the the Passover celebration, Maundy Thursday, they sung a hymn and they went out to the Mount of Olives. Of course, the Mount of Olives was covered with olive trees. And you may or may not know that olive trees can live a really Really long time. I guess in the Mediterranean region, there's some pretty reliably aged olive trees that are estimated to be over 4,000 years old. Isn't that crazy? That means those trees would have started growing when Abraham was still walking the earth. 4,000 years old. Now, it's not that the portion of the tree you see above the ground was there when Abraham walked the earth. In fact, the, the, the trunk of olive trees, the branches of olive trees, after a while, they'll begin to hollow out and become less efficient and they'll actually die. But my understanding is the portions of the olive trees that stay below the ground, very rarely will they die of natural causes. And so what they'll do is they'll start sending up shoots, which will grow and become a new olive tree, but same root system, same tree. Now, not every tree's like that. If we were to cut down one of our northern Wisconsin pine trees and wait for it to start shooting up shoots, we'd be waiting for a while, wouldn't we? And we'd be left with a stump. Nothing would happen. It's interesting that... God would place his people in a region where olive trees were very common. King David was anointed with olive oil from an olive tree. And it's no no accident that God uses the picture of a tree that does send forth shoots. Because you see, if an olive tree is healthy, you could cut a very large portion of it off and it would begin to regrow. You could cut the whole thing down and it would begin to regrow. Olive trees, the namesake of our congregation really, are a symbol of hope that even if the whole thing be cut down, life can spring forth. Now the tree of Jesse, the father of King David, the grandfather of King Solomon, would be cut down. And for good reason. After King David walked the earth, after his son Solomon ruled, the people of God, the the descendants of Israel, they began to stray. They became idolaters. And God warned them time and time again, you are loving the things I've made more than me who made them. Turn from your wicked ways. And they didn't. And so God sent prophets like Isaiah to warn the people of what would happen if they didn't turn. And what did God say would happen? The tree would be cut down. Now what's interesting here in in Isaiah chapter 11 is when God's saying these words, the tree has not yet been cut down, but he's talking as though it already has. Which tells you something. He warned and he warned and he warned, but God knew they would not turn from their idols. And so God would literally take their idols away from them and the tree of Jesse was cut down. But it's interesting that in this very place where God assures them of this pending destruction, he's also promising hope. In 722 B.C., God would send the Assyrians to cut off a very large portion of Jesse's tree. And in 586 BC, the Babylonians followed behind and cut the rest of the tree down. But what does it say? That long before the tree was ever cut down, God is promising hope. From the stump will come a shoot, a branch that will once again bear fruit. Well, it tells us something about the nature of this cutting down, the purpose of it. It was discipline. It wasn't punishment. And there is a difference. This was hard, hard to take. But God did this so that his people would wake up to a far greater danger than having their earthly kingdom destroyed. This is something that we can We could try to wrap our minds around, we can try to imagine, but it's a totally different thing to live it. Imagine people who woke up free one day and then in chains the next. Imagine one day you're you're dreaming about retirement, you are thinking about the next place you're going to go visit on vacation. Every single plan that you make has your version of a good future as the result. And you're free to do that. But then the next day you're not. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if all of a sudden your freedom to plan the way that you're used to planning was just gone? If you never again had a chance to think about what your future might look like, it was just misery every time you you thought past the tip of your nose. You weren't free to retire. Retire from what? Your slavery? plan a vacation like you couldn't get away if you tried can you imagine that's what the promise of the stump had to offer this is what lay out before God's people you are going to be cut down but as awful as that would have sounded and still sounds to us didn't even begin to compare with what they would experience if they continued in their idolatry, eternally separated from their God. And so we see God's love, even in the cutting down of the tree. Because as he removes everything the people of the north had at the hands of the Assyrians and scatters them across the earth. And as he takes away everything that the people of Judah had at the hands of the Babylonians and sends them a thousand miles to the east. He was taking their idols away. He was taking away the things that they trusted in more than him. The life that they craved more than the life that he was holding out for them. This stump seemed worthless, had nothing to offer anyone. It was nothing like it once was. When Jesus was born, yes, a descendant of David, but who cares? What what was that supposed to do for him? And and yes, he was born in Bethlehem, the city of David. (laughs) City, (laughs) little shepherd village, So what? The only reason he was there is because a far more powerful ruler than David ever was, Caesar Augustus, issued a decree that his family had to go there. What was this descendant of David going to do? What could this shoot coming up from the stump of Jesse accomplish? How is there hope in a shoot from such a worthless stump. No, well, because God promised. Because God said there would be. Did you hear the things that God said would come from that shoot? Amazing things. This branch would bear fruit and would be the perfect king. He would achieve something that no earthly leaders can achieve on their best day. All earthly leaders, good ones anyway, want peace, right? They want to achieve lasting peace. But what's this lowly branch gonna do? He's gonna fulfill the promise of Eden. He's going to make it so that there actually is And with his death, Jesus, the Nazarene, the branch coming up from the stump of Jesse, accomplished just that, actual peace. As he gave his innocent life as a sacrifice for the sins of the world, sinful humans became at peace with God. And so, behold, Uh, A branch is growing, a branch that will bear great fruit, and a branch that will bring peace unlike the world has ever seen. We're going to sing about this together with a new hymn set to a tune that I think you'll recognize. It's hymn 304. Really pay attention to the lyrics. It's going to tie everything we just talked about together. Hymn 304.